Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave, and John's still unpacking boxes on the West Coast, so I will say welcome to The Love of Cinema, a pod where we challenge each other to be uh, positive about a film, both new or old, and this one's a little old. This one is a little old, although you're making me feel old by saying it, because I kind of remember the first time I (laughs) saw it. Wait, I'm making you feel old? Okay, touche. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) So this is a podcast where we say anything positive about a film is our game. If we say anything negative about a film, you're going to hear this sound, which I'm going to do to Dave. (laughs) I did it too. (laughs) Uh, Every time you hear that sound, it means we said something negative, and therefore we have to drink, because this is a drinking game, people, and that is going to keep us honest. Getting drunk, talking about movies, that's what we do. We try to keep it positive. We try to keep it fun. That does include movies like Space Jam, A New Legacy, which we did recently. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I thought about that, but um, we just talked about uh, The Green night so this is our second record of the of the evening here uh but this film that we're doing today is crouching tiger hidden dragon from the year 2000 directed by ang lee two-time oscar winner when sydney had the olympics and everyone could come wait i thought 2000 was athens because it was the 100th anniversary of the the, the i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm buzzing all of us for that that's it really funny um anyway crouching tiger hidden dragon this is part of our should have seen that by now uh series which i just i found out during our previous episode that dave actually has never seen this movie i have Um, not i saw it as a teenager so i might as well forget that i hadn't seen it I might as well forget that I had seen it uh although this was recommended to us because uh we have this series where it's it has become movies that we pretend to have seen because we would rather fake our way through a conversation about a movie than admit that we didn't see a yeah. movie. Uh, so our first couple also, of movies. It was, it was heavy on stunts. A lot of my friends are stunties and I didn't want to admit oh, yeah. I hadn't actually gone and seen this. So it was like kind of embarrassing. So I'm outing myself right now. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm sorry, everyone. Shit. Come to my house, kick my face. You're fine. Our, our <laughs> martial arts movies, uh, whether it's samurai or otherwise, our martial arts this is not a samurai film, obviously, but are martial arts movies popular in Australia as they are in American cinema? Oh, hell they? yeah. Yeah, I figured they would. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I got taken to the drive-in when I was, I want to say, four, five years old, four years old, and I saw a Bruce Lee film. Oh, uh, yeah. Shit. So, yeah. That's cool. Okay, cool. Um, We're talking 77 there. So you don't you don't have to age yourself on the pod. It's all good here. No, everybody good. knows. It's fine. <laughs> Does everybody know? <laughs> uh, okay, so um, where to begin with uh, Crouching, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Why don't I just go ahead and do our shout outs to our people before shout we get outs. into it too much? Carlos Barozzo, our beer sponsor. You mm. can find his handle in our episode notes because I didn't memorize them as John usually yeah. if he, does. If he ever gives you beer, ask for the black lids. Oh, yeah, the Black Lids ones. We like the Black Lids ones. Yeah, so Carlos Barozzo. Find him on Instagram. Please follow. He is getting off and running as a a beer psalm here in New York City. And um, the music that you hear is provided by the artist Dasein. That is D-A-S-E-I-N. You can find him on SoundCloud. I I can never say that part of the copy. No, you said it right. You said it right. Yeah, you've you've learned since the last episode www.soundcloud.com slash Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. I think that's right. Find us in the episode notes. And that's it. Let's get into Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm really stoked for this. Uh, we, I watched this actually last night. Mm, me too. Nice. And this is the first time you had seen it, the first time I had seen it yes. in a very, very, very long time. So a little preface here. This is the year 2000. 
Yes. This movie made $213 million worldwide on a $17 million <laughs> budget. So pretty Holy damn good. Holy shit. <laughs> and 128. Uh, so, they, so they earned about, what, eight, 18 times their marketing budget? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And good this luck, was, Snake Eyes. Um, <laughs> snake Eyes Sting. <laughs> um, you beat me to it. Um, $128 million of that was actually in the U.S. So the U.S. made more than half of the money. This was... 100, at $128 million in the U.S., it was the highest-grossing foreign language film in history. It was also the highest-grossing film with non-American money. So while Sony Pictures Classics came in for distribution and they, they yeah. put some money into it, um, almost all of the money was raised abroad for this film. So this is Ang Lee, who went to NYU, by the way. Ang Lee <laughs> went to NYU while Spike Lee was there. So we're talking about cinema history. I think I think this movie really put oh, Ang the Lee in, twins, uh, Ang Lee and Spike Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently apparently Ang Lee is in a 1991 Spike Lee movie. Or I, I don't know. They they have they had a they had a relationship. They worked on student films together. Like yeah, I'm gonna even look though, for this. No, now. you should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, let's see what else am I gonna look up here. So so Ang Lee did Sense and Sensibility. Did the um, the ice. The Ice Monster? Shit, was it Ice Dragon? The Ice Dragon. Um, and the screenwriter for those films, if I remember correctly, is actually James Schumas, who did the uh, screenplay for this. Although, because he is an American, he did have um, somebody who spoke Mandarin think, do the adaptation. Yeah, there were three, I think, screenwriters. There were three screenplay so. writers, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it is based on a book, which is sort of a romance novel, which we're going to get mm. into as far as like genre mm. of this film. Ironically, um, it also used three film stocks. No shit. I, yeah. I'm I'm dying to hear anything about how they made this film. If if you have any information I mean, on that, I'm there's very a lot that. to unpack. That's there, your yeah. that's your account here. So yeah. Before we get into like a little plot reminder and a little plot breakdown, um, a couple things. So I think part of the reason this did, I think, based on my research, part of the reason this did so well in America, not necessarily abroad, is the film was in Mandarin and it, they hired Chinese actors, but. I think nowadays in 2020, 2021, we just assume Mandarin equals China. That wasn't the case back then. So for, in- no. for instance, Michelle Yeoh, who was actually Malaysian in, um, in, her, in birth and in nationality, she was um, Miss Malaysia in the 80s and she became a huge action star. She was the first uh, female and, and one of the first people that Jackie Chan allowed to do their own stunts as characters in one of his movies in the early 90s. Uh, you have Chow Yun-Fat, of course, you know, the mm-hmm. Chinese fat. You have Shi Yi Shang, who would go on to be in Memoirs of a Geisha. Um, Michelle Yeoh, I should say, is also in Crazy Rich Asians, so our modern audiences might remember also, her as uh, the Star matriarch. Trek Discovery. Nice, nice. Yeah, mm. good. She's also in uh, Rush Hour 2. Um, and she, there's a rumor she's getting her own Star Trek spinoff, but we're, we're going to see if that happens. She's Because she's so she was such great. a fucking popular character. She, yeah. She, oh, yeah. she was in Tomorrow Never Dies, too, with Pierce Brosnan and Bond. Um, Haha. <laughs> And then um, Chen Chang, who played Lo, they're the top four, Bill. And then we should go ahead and shout out um, Jade Fox to Pai Pai Chang. Um, so mm. the five of them, not I, I don't know if any of them actually spoke Mandarin as their primary language. So the accents were apparently all over the place. So anybody who, especially in the year 2000, if you're from China, if you're from um, parts of Asia that that are kind of fluent in, in accents, they, they, they could actually hear it. And so a part of what I read, and I'm, I'm saying this as a preface not to diminish the film, but um, the Ang Lee actually co-wrote the English subtitles, and 
in in a way it's it's almost different for for american audiences who don't speak mandarin taking well, on this film yeah. than 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 actual mandarin but the speaking. language structure is completely different yeah, yeah yeah for sure so so not but not just the subtitle and the way that that was presented but also accents the people delivering them and such apparently i mean Michelle, i've, yeah, I've worked memorized on, it phonetically yeah i've worked on a film that had to be translated with subtitles and some of the yeah some of the stuff we got through i was like right. that is not what the line was but i guess that's how it translates like well, so yeah the world's a big place the there's a lot a of different stuff place. going on a lot of different sentence structure yeah so anyway preface that's over because we should I don't get... know spanish <laughs> I know I tried. I tried to when I was younger. I'm going to buzz for that. Um, okay, so let's get into the film here a little bit. So the uh, IMDb uh, plot synopsis of this is a young Chinese warrior steals a sword from a famed swordsman and then escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier of the nation. I'm just sit- I'm sitting here right now reading that, and I can already tell mm. that's pretty vague, even for somebody who just read the film. It's not, to be honest. Uh, this this is a traditional style of film known as uh, Usia, mm-hmm. and I ha- I'd like to be honest. I had to look up the pronunciation of that yeah, correctly because I've heard not, it pronounced incorrectly many yeah, times. That is not how it's spelled, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a traditional storytelling medium, and the fact that they were able to this is like probably one of the biggest budget like films of the style that they'd seen in a long time at 17 million us dollars yeah normally they they get much less budget and it's it but it it is something that like the style of it has it has like bold heroes strong swords women and magic basically so i'm glad, I'm glad you're taking this over for a second because my question is is that style more familiar to the 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 action meaning the martial arts or to the fact that this really is a romance drama yeah i'm not entirely sure there i i mean i i'm not sure where this came from i'm glad it came from wherever it came from yeah but like this was his interpretation of the genre yeah as such like because he's taiwanese born correct exactly yeah 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 so yeah. it he always wanted to make a film in the style. Yeah, and, and Chow Yun-Fat was Hong Kong. Yeah. So you have Taiwan, you have Hong Kong, which, by the way, if anybody's familiar with 2021 geopolitics, Taiwan, Hong Kong, China, Malaysia, very different places right now, or all yeah. fighting for different identities and such. A lot um, of fucking visas needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so re- really interesting, because, yeah, this movie is, it's so romantic. It, I mean, it is. It's, it's beautiful. It's romantic. I mean, I, there were a couple of times with certain shots where I was like, in color wise, it, it kind of looked faded. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if that is the biggest criticism I can come <laughs> from for this film, like everything else in this was fucking beautiful. Like the fight choreography. Oh my God. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It's still some of the most. It's it still holds up as some of the best that's ever been filmed. Like right? this is the benchmark, yeah. obviously. Like and like the cinematographer obviously knew how to film this mm-hmm. because it is just phenomenal. Like the like when we need to cut to obviously like 
I'm sure would come to higher angles. Although I'm pretty sure a lot of them did a lot of their own fight work, but like there were there were stunt doubles thrown in. But yeah. like even like the the difference between a shot when it's the actor and a shot when it's the stunt double is seamless. Oh my god! And yeah, yeah. they like there's a, there's only maybe one time I was like, okay, they might have sped this up, but I don't know for sure because everything else was just so fucking on point. This is. So it won it won the Oscar for best cinematography. Not that the Oscars mean everything, but just the fact that this yeah. movie was getting Oscar buzz means that the distributors had clout. But it also means that this really did cross over and, and in a big way because this is who Ang Lee was up against: Ridley Scott for Gladiator, Stephen Daldry for Billy Elliot, Steven Soderbergh for Aaron Brockovich, and Steven Soderbergh for Traffic. So just these like monolithic like white male powerhouse directors mm. directing like. Bro- like even Aaron that's who he's up against like, for powerful. cinematography oh for sorry for best director for Ang Lee okay. sorry, sorry 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 but but that's what's going on this year oh brother where art thou you got your Deacons Deacons was nominated that was one and of his also oh, brother where art thou was the first one to use uh digital color as well patriot anyway so that's what's going on in the world when this movie comes out like it's just a fucking firestorm um mm. and how shameless it was with I, I thought about the, the, the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie with this because ultimately they were like, they were like oh, just Ooh. being a Jedi means you understand meditation really well. <laughs> Transcendental meditation is the force. It's like, okay. But in this, it's so grounded. And the premise that a warrior can only become a master when they discovered not, not only chi, because I feel like Western society has just fucking like ruined that They've term. co-opted that, yeah. Yeah, but weightlessness like every western society western society yeah <laughs> cheers to that <laughs> but the reason that only people who have studied this um this uh text as what we'll get into a little bit more with the plot in a oh, second yeah. the reason that that they can cl- kind of run on walls and they can they can on yeah they, they start getting in the, onto trees they start kind of having like a fight on on the treetops and such yeah. and even kind of go over water a little bit it's not because they can fly and it's not because they're religious figures of any kind it's because they've they've mastered um oh. their their environments and themselves in such a connected way that they've achieved weightlessness then, and i think yeah that, they've yeah. also achieved one with nature like this exactly. is this is like i i will say you know everything you need to know about the story in the first five minutes the story, yeah, they, and I yeah, also they, love that Chad Fett's a master. But we don't, like, we don't need his, we don't need yeah. his whole story. We get no. it. We, we don't need to and, go back in time with him. But it, it's like exposition, exposition, boom, flying ninjas. But there's a re like, and it, again, it's the style of cinema. Yeah, and the style of the story is why they're skirting across rooftops and they can land on trees and stuff yeah. like that. This is a style. It's like a med- that- it's a meditation on meditation. Yes. <laughs> I hate myself for saying that. Okay, so let's a little bit more of the plot. So Chow Yun Fat's character comes back and essentially decides he doesn't want to be a warrior anymore. He's a famous warrior. He's studied the the um the I keep wanting to say I keep wanting to say the wrong word. I'm so sorry. The um the, the what's the name of the mountain? The Wahong Mountain, I think. You need to look that up before we record this. I, no, I did. I did. I'm just. I'm looking through my. Fuck. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking. Damn it. I'm, lo, I'm looking through my notes and I can't. I can't find it. Um, I'm calling you out. God damn it. I wrote this. Ah, oh, they say it so many times in the movie. Yeah, I did not um, write it down. Also, so yeah, I'll drink as well. Essentially, essentially, the, the mountain where where famed warriors would go and and train. Um, 
for forever, you know, for as long as it as long as it would take. They're mm. out in the, in the middle of the, the mountain. They're up there. And Chow Yun-Fat's character essentially says he's he's done. He, he had been trying to avenge his master's death. And we don't really know who by, but we find out later that it's by the hand of a, yeah, a woman named Jade Fox. That's all you need to know at that point. Like the first five yeah. minutes, you're like, yeah, someone killed my master. But, it's like, oh, shit's also, going down. Michelle Yeoh is so brilliant because Michelle Yeoh yeah. is also a, a master, but but she's also a, an upstart uh, business owner and entrepreneur in, in essence. And she has her own independent human. Security company, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She has a security company, um, and she is yeah. She 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 hires trained soldiers to protect, but not not just like the way that samurai did in Japan, um, but but for the good for for yeah, peace she, for keeping peace. She's not just she's for money or profit. She's like, basically like uh, FedEx. If FedEx kicked the shit out of you if you tried to stop the mail. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Dave. Good. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> So, but back to well, the reason I brought Michelle Yeoh into this with, with Chow Yun-Fat early on is that you can tell that Michelle Yeoh and Chow Yun-Fat have love for each other, but because of their own independent lives. Oh my God, that happens all the way through, yeah. But from the very get-go, just from looks, it's not yeah. dictated to you. No. You can tell that it's like, you know what? I got that in the first five minutes. And it's like, if, if this is who and I they am, don't, they don't was, resolve but- that. And it, it's really funny because, like, his when they finally resolve it, his his whole proposal basically like is, "I want to be with you, and we'll roam around the world and forever go camping." And it's like that's the pickup line I should have used on my you wife, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> At least she is your wife, so there you go. The paperwork is signed. Um, but the the story I can't understate the storytelling brilliance, which again, as I mentioned the the thing at the beginning, not not to diminish the film, but because our American subtitles, or I should say English subtitles of this, maybe is a different experience for other people that would consume the film. But mm. but Chow Yun-Fat and Michelle Yeoh's characters don't, they're not expressive in the same, I mean, they they are, they are expressive, but they, they don't, they don't verbalize all of this. So no. for, for instance, Michelle Yeoh essentially saying like, well, I, I've lived my life as a, as a warrior. So now I want to know who I really am. You know, when I don't have a, a, a mission, when I don't have an obligation, like who would I be? But her character doesn't say that. Who says that? We find out to be the governor's daughter, who we call in this film Jen. Um, that's the American name that has been assigned to this character, who's played by Shi Yi Zhang, which again is members of Geisha, just so you can see the face. And, and a lot of other films, you'd recognize her. She's how House of uh, Daggers. You love most Daggers. Most importantly, this one. Most importantly, this one for sure. She, I yeah. think she, I forget if she, she might have been like, if she wasn't nominated for an Oscar. I think they all got fucked over by the steals, Oscars. They were all nominated for for. I mean, she steals this fucking movie. Oh my god, it's brilliant! And yeah. she's just, yeah, she's so fucking good. Um, but she's the one who says when she first sees the sword, she's like, "Hi, I'm the governor's daughter." Michelle Yeoh's character is like, "Oh, hi," and she's like, "Oh, I've heard about you. You you trained. You're a legend." It's like I I wish I could be like the characters in my stories. This is the governor's daughter, who we find out very early on is actually a warrior. She's actually like an actual trained expert warrior genius. But she's the one who ends up saying all of the subtext for Michelle Yeoh's character. She was the apprentice, the cis lord. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so, 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 so brilliant. So then anyway, the plot becomes that the sword gets stolen while it's in the protection of uh, a wealthy friend of Chow Yun-Fat and Michelle Yeoh's character. Um, the sword is stolen 
and the bandit we see as a young, vibrant, probably female person who's masked. But everybody thinks it's Jade Fox, this villainess, this temptress. I never once thought it was that. Well, because well, I know okay. who Jade Fox was. Like this is the brilliance of this movie. You see the wanted posters, and you see this like older lady's face, and we're like, wait a second, I just saw the face was wrinkled. Yeah, like it was clearly a younger person. She and is like the Sith apprentice. Like I would say, here, here's here's I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take. I'm gonna stop talking about the plot because the plot after this point, it's just it's brilliant, but it's story. The story unravels. So rather than just be like, this is what the plot of the movie is. It's a heist movie. It's a this movie. It's like the story really unfolds in in a very three, four, five dimensional way. That that yeah. For for a movie that is this stylized and this beautiful and this. Um, it, it makes you feel a lot of different things while watching it. The story itself is so complex and yet so accessible at the same time that it's like, I don't even necessarily want to get into it too much. But that's why I like a lot of foreign film, though, because like right. they are really good at that. But let's talk about Jade Fox, because she becomes yeah. this brilliant antagonist, brilliant for a million different ways. Um, but just from like the, the script's perspective here, we, we know, we know pretty early on, I, I don't know if we can... If you're not listening to this podcast, I don't know if you could guess that Jen, again, Shi Zhang, the young governor's daughter, is the warrior that they're looking for. But but you, you probably could guess it pretty early on. And then, of course, yeah. there's a very famous, like, tea, if you don't, tea the fucking cup, teacup scene is going to give it away. The teacup scene. Holy yeah. shit, man. That's the amazing. Scene is so it is good. so subtle, but it's like, it, it's, it's like, it's a plot advancement. It's like, blink and you miss it, but it's a fucking major plot it's, advancement. It's and so they're like, perfect. He just threw it in there. It's like, if you miss this, it's on you. And how badly Chow Yun-Fat and Michelle Yeoh want to keep her secret because they want to work with her. Yeah. It's like, wait, she stole the sword. It's so funny. But this Jade Fox character killed Chow Yun-Fat's character's master. And so he's trying to avenge her death. And so she's a villain. And you find out that the reason she's a villain, which, by the way, I'm just going to remind us now, we've mentioned four people in this film and three of them are females, right? So three out of the four master mm. master martial artists are females. That's important because Jade Fox wanted to train with Chow Yun-Fat's master who started sleeping with her in a romantic relationship but wouldn't train her because she's a woman. He wouldn't train her because she's a woman, but he would sleep with her. And then yeah. finally so kicked her, her to the was curb. Harvey Weinstein. Her master. It's, that's exactly right. And so you sit there, and because so for, for so much of this movie, yeah, fucking Buzz Far, yeah, Buzz Harvey. Because for so much of this movie, you're like, you're rooting for the 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 governor's daughter Jen, even though you know that she's behaving as kind of you know she's a thief. She's a thief. But Jade, if you were Jade, you'd do the same fucking thing. <laughs> You know, and 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 the thing that Jade is is the most angry about is that she can never be as great as she would have been. She just wanted the chance. She just wanted the opportunity mm. to train. Anyway, no, actually, I, she, I think it's brilliant. She just really wanted the fucking comb back. She wanted the Jade. She wanted the fucking. <laughs> anyway, again, there's more plot and more story in there. I, I've said yeah, my two cents. Where do you want? Where do you want to take it from? There's there? a whole sequence there where, like, she like, um, a comb gets stolen from Jen. Yeah. And look, I don't want to say they live fight sequences longer, but it is just like it's like 15, 20 minutes of the movie where she's just trying to get this fucking comb back. 
they're so before they do that, they're in Peking. Yeah. Um, and so Peking. it's a, it's a beautiful city. It's amazing. And they have all of those martial arts aerials of the city and the fighting that goes in and out. And, and they have all these like little mini squares and alleys mm. and pockets. So they have all these great chase sequences. And then, of course, when you have a true martial arts expert that can cl- kind of jump on the walls and do some of like the, the roof dancing yes. and such, so it's beautiful. But the scene that you're about to get to with Lo, who's this kind of um, rogue uh, bandit that Jen falls in love with, that's on horseback in a desert. That is a completely completely different environment. Nothing will prepare you for the epic wides this film cuts to. And that brings me to my next point, because I watched this on Stars. Yeah, me too. Um, This was originally shot in 2.39 aspect. Stars corrected it for 16.9. So we lost like at least 15%, like 30% of the film Wait, either stars side. Cor- yeah, it was full screen. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. It was 100% so, of my screen. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, I was so pissed off. I've canceled my stars. This is why I got a big TV so that I've they can cut the top stars. off. It's totally fine. Fuck you. No, well, I'm done. I, I don't want to see your crappy fucking film transitions yeah. anymore. I'm done. I'm they actually going to buzz all of us because I'm definitely going to cancel my free trial. Yeah. And they have a lot of good movies on stars right now. <laughs> yeah, they do once a year. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just I just, I, I, I just thought the story was so fast. So you're in. You're 100% in on this movie. 100% in. This is a fantastic film. Um, like they're... The story is simple, right? But complex at the same time. Like yep, if, if yep. you really like, you will draw what you will from it. the The fight choreography is second to none. Mm-hmm. Like it, I'm not kidding. I said earlier, it's the benchmark. This is the benchmark. Do you have a favorite weapon that was used from all of those action sequences? No. Yeah, me neither. Although it was cool. It was cool when they did like the the Matrix style. It's about the same time, right? They did the Matrix style where they have they have the sword. I, I mentioned this in the last episode. So the sword that got stolen is this famous centuries old sword that was forged with old technology yeah. that doesn't exist anymore that Chow Yun-Fat's character had. And it's called the Green Destiny, right? And um, for some reason, this character, Jen, who's immature, like she needs, she needs guidance. And Chow Yun-Fat wants to be this mentor to her. And... Um, the sword is so great that it, it chops other swords. Mm. <laughs> so if you have a if you have a sword and you have and there's somebody that knows how to use Green Destiny, that the Green Destiny will chop yeah, your sword right in half. You're yeah. so fucked. So Michelle Yeoh, who's also a master, by the way, um, can she keeps grabbing these? They're like in a she training goes, she hall. Goes through like eight different weapons. <laughs> she goes through, the best are those like those like circular like kind of those two like circular fucking things but at one point she has like a long stick that's like a red tag at the end it's like what is this like, it's like is that a fishing vessel like they have all of these things that are like it's really 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 fun i love it no, my, my favorite actually, line though by the way speaking of weapons is michelle yo goes this sword is really nice i prefer a machete it's yeah like, oh shit shit she's hardcore yeah yeah no no my favorite part was when the the police uh the undercover police guy who was trailing yeah the witch um and he cops a blade in the head and the first thing i like my mind cut to was the family guy scene was like do i leave it in Uh or do i pull it out do Uh i leave it in or pull pull it out Uh oh when he like when stewie turns (laughs) to the side and you realize oh my god it's so funny you're right (laughs) it's so funny oh my god i want to i i really want to feel like that scene from this film inspired that 
That's, joke. I, yeah. I, you know what? I'm sure Seth has seen this movie. Yeah. Anyway, oh, hell yeah. There's so many great lines. Uh, one of my favorite lines is uh, a sword by itself rules nothing. It comes alive through skillful manipulation. Um, I love there's one line, of course, that's early on. And I was kind of like, oh, cool. The guy that did Brokeback Mountain and Sense and Sensibility, it says, when it comes to emotions, even the greatest warriors can be complete idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming up in this movie. Um, the teacup scene. I, I just think I, you know, the best part about the action sequences, as you mentioned, how well choreographed they are. They are all motivated. Yeah. We even got in a debate over in Black Widow, and, and it was mostly me saying, you know, I don't know if the sister fight at the beginning between Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson, I don't know if it was really motivated um, because we had already seen what sides they were on. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's just me. Just there, were like, there, was a, there was a lot of them where it was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's motivated, but in this movie... Even though these yeah. are some of them are they're long sequences, but they really don't feel long because they're actually they not. Because... They're actually paced really well. These fighting yeah. sequences usually and the fighting like, sequence is the peak, but holy like holy shit, the choreography and the the <sighs> fight choreography. The yeah, and and again, it's mostly the it's mostly the Michelle Yeoh and um, Chang Chiyi, the two the two females fighting each other yeah, with like, similar styles. Nothing comes close until you get to like the John Wick era. That's it. I, you know yeah. what? I heard. I, I, that I sought that out somewhere, and somebody was like, "They're the only people that put as much care into every single detail." Mm. John Wick, part of our franchise face-off. Feel part free of our, to go back and look at it. John Wick did very well in our franchise he face-off, did. by the way. And I'm very excited <laughs> for John Wick Five. Um, this would have also done well. <laughs> this would. Yeah. I mean, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. This is my favorite line. Wait, this is my favorite line. Do you know what poison is? It's an eight-year-old girl that is full mm. of deceit. Yes. That was said by Jay, the, the, the antagonist, mm-hmm. Jane Fox. It's like, wow. There's just like, oh, my God. I just think so much There's of it so much well. in here. Can yeah. we talk about, so, so Dave, you're a cinematographer, colorist, director, writer, et cetera. Yeah, you've done a lot of work on mm-hmm. films. Can, can we talk a little bit more about the filmmaking of this? Because what Ang did, how did he do this for $17 million? Even, even in 2000, like, how, yeah. how, did, he, how did he do this? I, I mean, I need to watch a lot more of the behind-the-scenes stuff, but... right. Yeah, I have no idea. Did this just, was amazing. Did they not have craft services back like, then? Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody eats. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> we need you to be skinny for our movie, aka yeah. we don't want to feed you. Everybody gets rice. Fuck it. Right. And uh, yeah, no, I I have no idea how he accomplished this for that budget. This this is phenomenal. Yeah. What about yeah. the and and I the one thing that I did see is that he's they put in a painstaking amount of time in um, painting out the wires. Yeah, um, because they, yeah, they they do they do flow, but it's it's very again it's very motivated. It's not just a dance. It's not just like no. a beautiful like thing. Um, they're doing it for the right. They're doing it for all the right reasons. Yeah, and I feel like that's why this was as successful as it was. I think it has to be because it like this was his take on a tr- a tradition, and he put all the love and budget into it he could. I think so too. Yeah, I don't have any knocks on this movie. No, I, I really don't. There, there's very like there's almost nothing you can knock for this movie. Just fucking watch this movie. I think that's it. I think I mean yeah. it is it is stunning. That's a takeaway. Fucking watch this movie. Uh, yeah, there's more story, but like it's it's so it's okay yeah. and and truly there's more the, story. Go and experience it right and, now. Yeah, 
before you start. It's on stars. Do do the one week stars trial and then cancel. No, don't actually just just find this movie somewhere else. Don't watch it on stars. Find it with the full aspect ratio. Yeah, find it find it with the full aspect ratio that was that was originally intended to be seen in. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's ah you fuck you guys. It. You should do it. Yeah, fuck fuck you guys. What are you talking about? Get deep. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit buzz all. Anyway, go watch this movie. This movie's so good. I'm 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 gushing both of us because it was just like this movie. <laughs> 2000 Angley. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so fun watching this again. It's so 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 fun. so good. Um so, yeah. Dave, why don't we wrap up with some what you've been watching and a few suggestions for the folks? Uh, I have nothing but what I suggested last week, which was the watch. I've I've kept going. I got a couple more episodes in. Keep going. It it just gets better. Yeah, and it's I, so much fun. Um, last when you for the last episode you said the watch, and I thought you meant the Jonah Hill, uh, Vince Vaughn movie, and I was like, interesting time to, no. to go back to that. No, I did <laughs> yeah, not. No, I I I know I know, yeah. I know, I know. I'll buzz myself. I actually, <laughs> I actually yeah I actually had the pleasure of hanging with one of the stars uh, at the New York Indie Film Festival. Um, she was in a short that I really loved and, uh, yeah, I, I got the chance to like chat with one of the stars of the show. Did you ask her questions about what's coming up? No, uh, there was, (laughs) this was before the watch. This was like Ah. fucking three years ago, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah. We're in a pandemic. I didn't know the timeline. I've been to to one film festival since then. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched Summer of Soul. Ooh, it's so great, everybody! It's, it's so, so great. Yeah, so, every, so great. okay, yeah. I haven't even seen it yet, and I'm gonna shout, like I'll throw it down for that. It is there's a, so this is 1969 Harlem Renaissance Festival Year Three. Amazing James Brown's um, Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, Nina Nina Simone, Fifth Dimension, Sly and the Family Stone. It's ridiculous. It's 1969, so it's the year mm. of Woodstock, and it's the year of. Um, the moon landing and the moon landing actually happens during the festival. And they ask everybody at the festival. And there are people that were like scientific achievement, man. It is beautiful. Like we put a person on the moon, but can you imagine how many of these people in Harlem we could have fed with that money? Like, Oh my gosh. So we don't give a shit about the moon landing. They literally were like, we're going to go see Sly in the family zone. We don't give a fuck Take about this. That, moon landing. Bezos. We look at that moon landing and we just see white people saying, fuck you to us. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to go watch three, Sly in the family yeah, zone. You have three minutes of weightlessness in a dick shake rocket. It is. And, oh wait, that's that's yeah, now. That's, that's now. now. <laughs> oh my god, it was a gigantic cock. That was a gigantic cock. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Jeff Bezos is like, I have money, not penis size. Yay. Okay, we gotta end this now. Yeah, I flew to space on a gigantic cock, and my wife donated like eight billion dollars. It literally to, is like underprivileged kids. Like, yeah. It is the Austin Powers sketch come to life. <laughs> Listen to him laugh if you don't think so. Okay, people. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Jagged. Next week, Dave, spoil what you're going to do next week. We are doing the Suicide Squad. Come high or hither, whatever. I don't care who survives. I don't know. I've kept away from everything. I have no idea what's going to happen. But uh, yeah. Dave refuses to look at anything about it. Although I will say the reviews are very optimistic so far. People are very supportive. Yeah. So here we go. Very excited for the Suicide Squad. Dave, me too. Until next time. Yes. Thanks for tuning in, film fans. I'm saluting right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>